Welcome to Season 1, Episode 4 of the Modeling and Power Narratives Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jordan Flowers. And I'm Trey Moser. I'm Jacob Hale. And we are welcoming back our big man, head corporate honcho. head honcho, <laughs> king of the kings, Jacob right. Hale. You want to tell them right. a little bit about your hiatus from last episode? Well, <laughs> thank you for the introduction. Uh, well, to explain it to everyone else, you know, it's kind of how we started. We all have our goals as well, right. as well as trying to provide information and try to help people with their goals. So the gist of it is, is that, yes, I do work a corporate job, but I also work a part-time job. And I know that sounds crazy, but the reason for it is that, you know, again, we want to better ourselves here, right. not just for you guys, but also each other. And we want to push each other to better ourselves. So, And this goes right into yeah, that. Right, right. right. Exactly. Starting off so I just, you know... I just had a lot of goals financially in terms of investing that I wanted to get done this year and having that part-time job accelerated it, but also it uh, caused me to not be here <laughs> But last look, weekend. he is back. He yeah. is back in the building. And Better we are, than ever, baby. Um, but before we get into it, man, I want to give a, a, a shout-out to our partner, Mark Hicks, the Mark Hicks brand. Um, you can follow him at MarcoPolo23 and at Mark Hicks Vault for all your exclusive shoe drops, pre-ordering, and shoe deals. Uh, that's my boy. I know he probably killed me for that uh, that last episode, but uh, I love you, boy. And uh, but before we get started, man, now that we on the the shoot thing, and you know me and you right. love the shoes, Thanks, bro. So I'm putting is. you on the spot. Favorite shoe, man. Favorite Jordan. Let's go. Favorite Jordan. Favorite Jordan that I own, or favorite Jordan that I ever. Ever. Let's go. Ever. I'm gonna have to go. UNC Off White ones. It's just something about that blue color. Such a hype beast. Such yeah. a hype beast. I'm putting you. I'm putting. On, I'm bro. putting you on the spot. <laughs> putting you on the spot. Hell, favorite shoe. It don't have to be a Jordan. Okay, so you know me. I'm not the biggest shoe guy. Right. But mm-hmm. I will say I've always been a fan of the Jordan ones. I mean, like the originals. I've always had a Chicago. love. Yep, yeah. I'm from Chicago. I've always had a love for that. That's always been he my He is thing. a suburban dude. I am also a fan <laughs> of my favorite Jordan is the 11s, but my favorite Jordan has to be. Top three ones, man. Top, Top three, three ones, hey, man. Hey, hey listen. Them. Come on now. Hey, man, I might have to steal them off you, bro. I need to wet the Kobe 8s, for real, if we're being real. You know what? We're going to get them, man. We gonna, hey, more hey, kicks. Because if you're hearing this. <laughs> if you're hearing this, bro, we need Go to his page. Like his stuff. Hey, let man. him know that we want some kicks. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But let's get into it, man. Let's get into the topic. Clearing the path to self-actualization, which is just another fancier term for self-growth. And, you know, we start off with defining it, right? And so... The, the self-actualization comes from the American psychologist Abraham Maslow and his hierarchy of needs, right? And yeah. so in, this, in the definition of it, it's the realization or fulfillment of one's talents and or potentials. And so with that in mind, I'm going to apply that and we're going to jump to you, Hell. When I say that, how does that apply to you and how would you define that in your own terms? So we did speak a part of it when we were talking about the athlete identity crisis in right. episode two. And where I mentioned self-awareness, right. well, I think of self-actualization or self-growth as the application to self-awareness. So more of like a part two. Mm-hmm. So you start off with trying to find yourself, see what you want to do, what's your niche and things like that. Self-actualization is now it's time to go. Right. You got to yeah. start. Now it's time to put in the work. Like now, figuring you know, out what you, you got to go 100 do. miles per hour now. And that self-actualization, which when we talk about the hierarchy of needs, right, and that is like when you reach that top, like right. where you have attained everything that you have driven for, right? And 
we've had discussion in psychology and all of that of if this is actually you know attainable because it's almost like in in simpler terms perfection right right and nobody as we know is going to be perfect but it's what we strive for when we talk about the hierarchy needs and we're not going to get into that but i want to pan over to you trey how would you apply that in your own terms um self-actualization for me self-actualization is more about like the climb it's not really the peak for me it's about like what you're doing and how you're seeing things as you're moving through life as you're moving through your goals and your aspirations that you have set out to it's more about climbing up through those goals through those stepping stones trying to get to the top and the top would be like your success or like whatever goal that you set out to be just actualizing that realizing that and finalizing the plan that you set out Right, and so I'm glad that you brought that up, the steps, right, because it is a step, right? There's a few steps to get to that to that point, right? And to fulfilling our potential in a lot of aspects of life, it takes constant work and it takes right. constant building. And active steps, marathon. Right, active marathon. I'm going to beat y'all to death with that, but that's my thing, man. Slogan, take but, it. But I want to start now to transition to self-growth. Let's go into layman terms, right? And we know self-growth is broken down into steps, right? We just brought it up. Like right. everything is a step. So when we talk about self growth and understanding that identifying problems or anything that we want to work on, right? You know, the traits that we want to get rid of or something that we're trying to attain, we start with recognizing and identifying the problem. So what does that look like? I, I'm, I'm going to start with you, Hell. When we talk about recognizing and identifying the problem or what we're trying to attain, how, do, how, how would you view that? How, how does that look? Well, it's going to be some tough love here today, but uh, I'll be honest, and I've definitely talked to a lot of people and been through this, and the real net net of it is, and what a lot of people are actually going to find out is the biggest problem with starting is 100% yourself. Right. You're not putting in enough effort. You're not just doing it, right? right? And I put a lot of blame on a lot of things for that. You know, everyone has like... Those big quotes that they put up on Instagram. But we already know there's a lot of those people who have no application of that. Right. They just keep posting just and posting it. and posting. Nothing's changing. The years go by. Everything, right? Right. So I label it last. Like, to me, self-help, feel-good type of things. You know, self-help books. You know, little motiv- motivational pages that you like to post and stuff like that. It's way too much of that. And also, it's too much comparing that's right. going on, right? right? You need to... When you have a goal... You need tunnel vision. You need to stay in your lane. You can't be looking around, seeing if anyone else's goals, are they closer to their goal than you are to yours? You need to stop that. So, right. so then I'll ask you, and then I'll ask the question is, is how, how, do you, how do you come to recognition of that, right? We walk through life and we subconsciously just going through life, right? right. Kind of just like almost robotic, but we try to not be, you know, as the world makes us. But, you know, it comes a time where we have to recognize certain things that either need to change or what we need to go in terms of self-growth to get in our potential. And I'm not talking about potential in terms of attaining a job that we want or something like that. I'm talking about within ourselves, you know, the things, the intangible things, right? right. That you cannot see is within ourselves. Right. So in what instances can you recognize it? How does that, you know, how can you identify that if you're going through life and life is throwing so many external things to you? How can you how can you recognize that? So there's a lot of ways you do it, but I think this one is very general and it can apply to a lot of people, especially right now. If you're listening to this right now, I want you to think. Think of six months ago. Think of a year ago. Think of even three years ago if you liked, right? Right. 
that three-year-old, three years ago self, are you the exact same person right now? I'm talking about physically, mentally, financially, all the things, right? Right. And you'll find, if you find yourself that you're the exact same, let's say six months, right? And barring from nothing severe happening, let's say like a car crash or anything like that, right? right? Yeah. Let's say your life has been fine. You see six months before, a year before, two years before, you're still the same person. Stagnation. That needs to be your wake-up call right there. Because as you see, two years ago to now, a lot of progress has been made by a lot of people. Yet you're still stagnant. That needs to be your wake-up call right there. If you feel like you're in the same spot you were, that's your time where you need to start going through that self-awareness. Then to self-actualization. Right, right. So I'll pan to you, Trey. Like... What is that identifying? How, how do you identify that there is something that I need to work on internally within myself to, you know, get the ball rolling? Because after this is the beginning, right? right? Before we get to the next step, we have to understand that, whoa, I need to work on this or I need to get to this part. And we talked about stagnation and being, you know, complacent within ourselves. And that's a big, huge part. I'm glad you brought that up. Is there anything else that you want to add in terms of? how identifying how we need to move forward. I think definitely like how Hale said, how you're stagnant, you look back and you see that you're still doing the same things, performing the same way, mentally, physically, emotionally. Like, it'll come to a point to where you understand that like, I'm not happy or I feel like I'm lost. I'm straining to try to figure out what my why is. And I think that is the beginning. Once you start to feel that the unhappiness of days and weeks, you you fall into like sort of a depressive state, how we talked about in the first episode. Right. That like once you start to realize that that should be a wake up call or like the beginning of the adventure of the self growth that you're trying to go through. Right. And I think also, and it's a reoccurring thing, not only in the episodes, but we'll be back in this because we could, as much as I like a gray area for conversation, a lot of stuff do be black and right. But when we go back home, I know for us being athletes, I go back at home, you know, and I'm kicking it with some homies, right? Right. And it's always the same things. When I come back, it's always the same things. They'll ask, Jordan, what you doing? And I tell them all the adventures I'm going on or how far I've developed as a person over these years or whatever the case may be. Right? And they be like, oh, man, that's awesome, and this, that, and the third. And then the conversation always shifts to, man, bro, I'm not in a good state. I'm not in this, that, and the third. My, so then our conversation pans to, you know, why, how can I help you, how can I help you in this, that, and the third, right? And I, I feel like I'm in a position of doing that. But the thing of it is, is that I can't be the one to identify the problem. Your problems. You have to look in the mirror and you have to see those problems occurring in your you, life. And, it's, and it starts because when we talk about self-growth, the key word in that is self, right? Mm. I can tell you a lot about yourself. But it's not going to apply to you unless you actually are able to identify and recognize it within yourself. And I try to tell a lot of my homies like that are back home, you know, and there's some people that's doing good, right? But we all have friends that feel like they stuck, right? And it's always like a blame or, you know, external things. And we'll get into that. But it's just that recognition, identifying like, look, I was here. I'm still here. And this is a problem. What, what can I do? And so now we move into the big chunk, right? And this is why I call the big hurdle. And that is admitting. Before we get to accepting, and we already recognize and identify the problem, admitting the problem is one of the big hurdles that we have. So what does that look like for you? Um, when we talk about admitting, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, again, man, this is, this is tough love here. And this is very serious because I've had these very difficult talks and 
you know me, I'm a very straightforward person. I'm very right, right, right. blunt, and it comes off as mean, but people who know me know I come from a genuine state, right? right so I'll be very honest, and this is just pure observation. I think a lot of people are going to relate to it, is that your big hurdle starts with the fact that a lot of things you're doing are enabling you from even having that time to think to yourself and having that self-thought. So I would say, first of all, you need to stop running. Right. And that's tough, but I've been there too, all right? You have to stop running. A lot of you guys, you're smoking too much. A lot of you guys are drinking too much. You're going out too much in an unproductive way where you're not getting things accomplished, right? And you're not applying yourself. And I'm not saying you need to be lame. I'm not saying you need to be boring, you know? Like, we all have fun. We have great stories. We have great lives. But also... We do it in a good sense. We understand we're not children. Right. We understand the stuff we need to do. We have to keep improving. Right. So if you're doing that too much, you need to tone it down. You need to slow down. And you'll be surprised when you're stuck with your sober thoughts, how clear everything becomes. Like, oh, man, I really, this is how I'm feeling. You know, now I need to do something. You'll be surprised. But yet you're so, you're mentally knowing yourself so much. Because you just keep doing the same thing and you're doing it in excess that you don't even notice the time going by and you just feel the same way. You feel the right. same way and that, like I said, the admitting in it is one of the big hurdles that we'll talk about. That admitting is a, is a big part of, you know, and I think it's a it's the smaller of the big hurdles and we'll get into the bigger one. But and I say that because admitting it is one thing, right? We've all admitted to something, you yeah, know, like we did, you, you know, what I'm saying like it's not. That's not the issue, right? But I think admitting is a big issue for people that, you know, are not consciously thinking about what they're doing, right? So I know a lot of people, like I said, we could go pan back to home. Like when we talk about problems or people will come to me about problems, well, they'll admit the problem, right? Mm -hmm. And we talk about that we, we admit so much, I think that we've become numb to it. And I, I can apply that to my life as well. How many times I admit, like, man, I need to do this, man, I need to do this, man, I need to do this. But... You know, it, it, it's just a small step. And I think we talk about, you know, how do we, how do we, when we talk about recognizing and we talk about identifying, now we go into admission. Well, we got to really, really take a, a step back, right? And this time in our lives, right? Because now we are three steps in, right? And these three steps that we talk about, we talked about recognizing, identifying, and now we're at the first big hurdle, which is admission. And when we take that step back, right, these three steps are very brief. They're very quick because they're like very simultaneous, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, I recognize this. I identified the problem. Now I need what to admit. What do I have to do? Now it's uh, admitting the problem, right? And now we get to the bigger hurdle, right? Now we're in the chump, right? And that is acceptance, right? Accepting that you have a problem and or we have something that we need to work towards within ourselves. And this is the bigger hurdle because admitting is one thing, right? Like, oh man, I got a kind of got a problem right here. But accepting is fully embracing, right? We talking about fully embracing, like this is what that needs to change, like, and it's a part of me now, right? So, what does embracing look like for you then? So, when we talk about embracing, like, uh, and I'll and I'll give my my story about self growth, but it's fully embracing and not running away from it. Like, for example, right? If I know that I'm being bitter, right? And you know we have no hatred in our heart towards anybody. We try not to, right? Yeah. Okay, I gotta work on loving, right? And what does that look like? Well, I gotta love myself first, right? So it's, you know, admitting that, okay, I need to love a little bit, but accepting that I haven't been loving myself, right? 
And that acceptance is putting it in you. Like, you know what? This is what it is. And you have to subconsciously already, you know, it's got to be in your brain that this is just temporary where I'm at, right? Right. And accepting, I know when we accept things, it's kind of like, dang, man, this sucks, bro. Like, I'm not where I want to be at. And I know that this, I'm sitting in this dark place. And I think we get stuck here. This is why this is the big hurdle, because you have not fully embraced it. But it's like, man, I don't know how I'm going to get past this, right? So I'm a pan to you, hell. What, what, is the, what is your thoughts on acceptance? And why is it the big hurdle, what, like, like we discussed? Well, okay. It, you're fair. It is a big hurdle. And again, you know, you know, we're tough. We're tough on each other and things like that. But we do understand. That, that is the hardest part is to actually go out and apply yourself and do it, right? Right. Mm-hmm. It's very hard. But I have to be frank. I have to be upfront with you is that you will never get to the place you want to be if you don't get to that big hurdle and go over it. Right. And it doesn't matter what you have to do. It doesn't matter what you're reading, the books, the videos, the Instagram pages, none of that. I'm sorry. You at some point you have to do the work, and there's no one. It, there's nothing anyone can do within reason that can actually get you to do the work outside of you yourself telling you you get the work. Now, now going and in, transition into that work, right? But right. now, when we when we talking about acceptance and we talk about fully embracing, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm get your thoughts on this, and because I've always had this discussion, right? And my one of my homegirls was going through. Uh, you know, a similar situation that I'll speak about, right? And I told her, like, you, we, we use our, these defense mechanisms, right? Mm-hmm. What we call rationalization, projection, right? And we always putting it on, you know, well, I did this because of this, right? Right, somebody else or right. something else. And we talk about, and a re- you know, a reoccurring uh, theme in this, and our podcast has been things not being mutually exclusive. Like, two things can coexist at the same time. And I'm going to tell you one of the big hurdles for me was and uh, and I've noticed with a lot of people is understanding that you could be a good person and have bad qualities. Right. Yeah. Like those two things can coexist because um, I was talking to my, like I said I was talking to one of my homegirls. He's like, you know, we've all been at a place where like everything's been crashing down on us. Like, well, this sucks. This sucks. This sucks. So I must suck, right? And we have to get out of that mind frame that just because we feel like we're here doesn't mean that we can't get to the place we want to be. Like, I could have bad qualities and still be a good person. Those right. two things are completely separate. You have to narrow in on the problem. You can still be that, right? But we are focused on something something totally different. So I want to get your thoughts on that, on what I, what I just said right there. Yeah, I mean, you've nailed it. That, that is a great explanation. And that is a great thing that a lot of people need to hear. And what I see a lot of and what really bugs me is that a lot of people have those negative uh, traits about them. And instead of actually working on it and trying to fix it, they work backwards and then try to glorify it. And that is the most damaging thing you can ever do. If you have a negative trait, if you have a bad quality, and you try to flip it to make it as a good thing, that is going to be so destructive on your life that... It's going to be so much worse for you, and it's going to be terrible for all the people around you. So, for a lot of people, when you see that, when you have that negative trait, you really just got to hit it dead on. Right. You just got to accept, I don't care, if you have to be by yourself when you do it, 
then just go by yourself, all right? Mm -hmm. Go through that mission alone if that's the only way you can do it. But you cannot, 100% cannot, put yourself in the position to where you try to trick yourself into thinking those bad things are somehow good or somehow good for your life and will continue to be good because it won't. Oh, I'm so glad you brought this up, man. Because especially, let's flip it to social media, right? How many times have, and we go, we go both men and women, have we hopped on social media and we get, we go with the 2021 word of the year, toxic, right? We talk about yes. toxic, my toxic trait, right? We talk about these things and, and it's, it, it's funny to an extent because it's social media, but a lot of these things is, you know, we're putting it out in a way where it applies to our life, but we try to make it seem like it's okay. Right, mm -hmm. like it affects your character and it makes your character less, like, less of okay just because you have this toxic trait. Like, you're making a toxic trait seem like it boosts who you are, right. your charisma, your character, anything like that, when that's not even the case. That's doing how Hale said, where you're just ignoring the problem or just tricking your mind because social media is doing it to making it seem like that's a good thing that you do and that's an okay thing to do. And it makes you stop your self-growth and your self-actualization because you're trying to stop that because you're cutting off what everything you've been working right, towards. Right, and I think that's the damaging thing is and what I call self-sabotage. And one thing that we talk about um, with, a, with my friends outside of this group, right, is this idea of self-sabotage. And when we talk about self-sabotage, I speak specifically because we come from the African-American community, right? And I want to get your thoughts on this as well. When we talk about uh, being self-made or holding it in, we talk about the state of mental health, and it's, we, we could kind of apply it to this, right? Like, that is a form of self-sabotage, like holding things in, holding this, that, you know, like, oh, man, I, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just take this in, I'm just burdening, right? Because what it innately does is makes you believe that what you're working towards is like is obsolete like you don't there's really nothing towards it because and i think it just goes back into it's intangible right we talk about intangible that's you can't see it how can we brag about it right, right. i can brag about if like i said in, in a couple episodes i can brag about working my butt off to go buy a new car because I can post it on Instagram. I can show y'all what I've been working towards. Right. You can brag about how good you're doing in football by the stats, the stats that you're producing in the game. Mm -hmm. And I think what people don't understand is that this cannot apply, right? And this is a hard process, right? We're talking about this going in steps, so it's work involved in each one of these steps, right? But within this, and, and we've all went through our self-growth, and we'll get into that later, but within it, we talk about this intangible feeling. Like, it doesn't... It won't look good. Like, this is an ugly process, bro. This is an ugly process. It, it's not, it's a good goal, but the process is ugly. And it, it's not, it's not going to register with somebody else. Like, how do you tell somebody, I've reached this step, right? Like, how do you, how do you explain it? You can't make it look away. Right. Like, it's I, just something that's happened and they just see it just because they're noticing how your character is developing. Right. You know? And it's a feeling of self-fulfillment. And that's what I'm talking about when we talk about self-love, because this is a part of the the, the process of self-growth is because you got to love yourself enough to know and recognize when you make any steps, right? You're not right. going to be able to publicize it. Like you can, I can say it, but you can't really see it. And we got to put the same energy into it as well. So, and I'm glad, I'm so glad you said that you're talking about intangibles. I always ask these people, people like this all the time. Like, who are you impressing? Right. Who is, who is really your audience? Who is your target audience? Like, who was the person you went to show that to, right? Directly. Right. 
directly. Who is the person? Who is the group of people and all that stuff? And then once you identify that, ask yourself, it's like, do you think they care? Yeah. Do they actually? Or better yet, do you actually care? Right. And you'll be surprised. It's like, you're reaching to impress a certain group of people that you don't even care what their thought is on the subject. Or even worse, you don't even know them that well. Right. And they don't know you that well. So you're, you're trying to impress... A wide range of people, some of which you've never even seen, right. people you who don't you would never see, people right. whose number you can't call them, you know, you only know them through an app. But yet that dictates your whole life. And when we get down to it, you just have to ask yourself, man, like, when is enough enough? Mm-hmm. Honestly. Like you're gonna go this whole year trying to do the same thing you did last year. To impress a bunch of people that you'll probably never see again, or you barely know, then you're just gonna keep doing it. And then every time you see your, and then you see your friends, they might do a little bit better, and you start to become envy. Right. Or you just see that you're the same, and you're just gonna keep doing it. Like when is enough enough for people? And I think that is that, and that is the epitome of people staying stagnant, right? And you talk about like that envy, and we've all. Uh, to a lesser degree, I don't know each one of you, you know, we pretty close, but we don't know each other in terms of every single thing. But right. I can speak for myself, bro, is when I was going through the process that I'll explain here in a little bit, like it, it didn't look good and it didn't register with people, right? Mm-hmm. Because when we talk about self-growth, right, we, we've heard it before, right? I'm working on myself. How many times have you heard that, right? Way We've talked, you, I'm working right. on myself. That's the number one does, thing people brag about these days. Mm-hmm. So, but then, you know, people take that for a grain of salt or people take it at face value. Like, oh, that person is working for themselves. Or it's like, eh, they just saying that. People just blow past it. People really, honestly, if we, it sounds bad that people don't care, but they really don't. Right. They're right? not even going to remember it tomorrow that you yeah. said that. Right. And so it, it goes, and that kind of, I think, affects what people chase right so say okay okay i'm working on myself right and i really believe in this and they're like oh okay right now it's already registered in my mind like dang that person don't really care and now i think it kind of sidetracks people like is this really worth it because at the end of the day nobody really knows the finish line what's the finish line for everybody for self-growth right like it doesn't nobody knows a definitive black and white point to where you have attained self-actualization or the epitome of what you're trying to get to well i will say one thing i will say one thing though right that if you are one of those people that are like i'm working on myself right right if you don't see a legitimate and I'm not talking about something that you can physically see. This is a personal thing. You have to look inside yourself for this. Right. If you don't see a legitimate change in yourself from a month's time of when you started saying you're working on yourself, you're not working hard enough. I'm right. going to just be very honest with you. Right. And I don't, no. I really don't care what the situation actually is. But I can at least say if you get through a month, you're like, I've really worked hard on myself, but it's just a lot. That's when you can actually get to that point. It's like, you know what? I think I need professional help. Or you're like, you know what? I need a friend to come in or something like right, that. You but to- you need to take that one month and you need to grind it out. And you need to figure out, is what you're doing really benefiting you? Because a lot of people keep saying they're working on themselves. And then a year later, they're working on themselves. Then a year later, they're working on themselves. And you can continually work on yourself. But if you're still stagnant in life, then you're not doing enough. Right. And then, and then if you... and. There's external factors to that, right? We could always factor that in, right? And but then again, like 
you have to put, we talk about the energy that you put in, right? It's going to look different. It's, it's just going to look different. And it's like I said, it's an ugly process. It's mm-hmm. not what we're uh, trying to attain, right? Is the highest thing within itself. And it's the one thing that I value the most in my life because I feel like with, the, with my process, right? It was the hardest thing I ever did. Well, the hardest thing, that, you know, I did in my life. And I think we should transition now, and I think this is a good point, into the work. Now we into the work, right? We've already identified, recognized the problem, right? Admitted, got over that first big, you know, big hurdle. And now it's accepting. Now we accepted it. We understand that we can still be a good person, but we got these things that we need to work on or we working towards, right? Right. And so then we, 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 we passed that point. Now it's the work. And so we talk about, when we talk about self growth, that goes hand in hand and it's in a symbiotic relationship with self love. Right. right. We talk mm-hmm. about when we, when we talk about going towards a place, those both go at the same rate mm-hmm. and the work it has to be, it's very, not only is it personal and objective, it just, you just can't seek out, you know, somebody's help in terms of how do I work on this, right? Because it only applies to your life and everybody's situation is different. It's different. It's right. different. But I want to, I want to go to you, Hill, and talk about the work. What it, When we talk about working on the self, right? And we talk about stagnation or we, you've already talked about the first month, right? Going past that first month, right? It, we got over that hurdle the first month, and we kind of don't see a change. But we shouldn't stop there. And no. even if we do see progress, we shouldn't stop there, right? So, what is what what the what do you think the work is, and what does it entail for a person that's looking to better themselves and go towards self actualization? So, like you said before, everyone everyone's gonna have their own customizable plan, their right. own little package of right. what their work is and how that works depending on what they need and what all that is right right uh so to keep it general something that can apply to a lot of people is that first thing you need to figure out or first thing that's important is you gotta get your mental straight right all right if you're mentally not there if you're mentally unstable or some type of external factor that you need to can take control of that's step number one why right. because after that first month you see progress, you don't see progress, somewhere in the middle, it only gets harder from there. Right. Because you have to compound the month. You can't have the same month as the last month. It has to get better. Right. And then that has to get better. And you have to keep going. And that in and of itself can be mentally draining. So you have to be stable from the beginning to put you in the mindset to be able to do the real work. So that's the first part. Right. Second part, when we talk about the physical... Now, this can go a lot of ways, but I will say this, is that a lot of people's problems, even mentally, revolves around about five to $10,000 worth of expenses. Right. It's some type of monetary thing that's holding them back. Maybe they can't afford books or something like that. Maybe credit card debt or need some cash flow for a car, things like that, right? You'll be surprised how many people, depression or short-term episodes and stuff, would go away with around five to ten thousand. So if that's really your niche and you figure out that's your issue, then forty hours isn't your goal. Sixty hour work week is your goal. Eighty hour work week is your goal. You're gonna keep working, keep grinding, get that extra income, get it going. And what a lot of people don't understand is that you'll be surprised if you really are on that grind in three months or in six months. You'll see a whole new possibility, a whole new brighter side of life that you've never seen before. You can have a true savings account. You can have 
cash flow, carrying money that you can do things with. Maybe you want to invest. Maybe you do want to get that car. Maybe you want to go to school, get a trade, things but, like that. So then, but but then we talking about tangible things, right? Yeah, right. Right, but and and I get your point, and I get I get where you were going with that. And but I want to I want to sit here and I want to keep going with the intangibles, right? Because okay. our target our, when we talk about the the target audience and. And money is a big issue. Right. That is probably the number one issue with a lot of people when we talk about, you know, the number one problem in life that people got. It's always, you know, we can attribute it to money problems, right? Yeah. Right. So, but let's talk about in terms of the work that you put in for a person that just feels stagnant, right? right. They, you know, you got a you got a nine to five job, you got money in your pocket, but you know, life is just, eh, and you know, you know, you just. You're kind of just going through the motions, right? So you got the we got the tangibles, right? We right. we went through that, all right. So let's take that step further about the intangibles, okay? So let's start with this. One, you have to understand what is your why to begin with. So let's say you have money, you have all that stuff. Well, what's your overall goal? What do you want to do? You know, and then mm-hmm. that will help you frame what you want to work with. But I'll tell you, there's one mindset everyone should have, and this is a mindset that I'm still growing into. I'm getting there. I want everyone to get there with me. You know, it's going to benefit you in every way. And the mindset is simple. I don't care where I am. I don't care what I'm doing. I don't care what situation I am. I am in. I have the work ethic. And I have the ability to handle adversity enough to get myself out of any situation that I can get into in life, right? right. And that, that is very loaded. And that's hard. That is that's one of the hardest too. things to get, and that that should be your end goal. And I think if anyone has that goal, it doesn't matter what your intangible or your tangible goal is. You will get there if you can develop that mindset. Right, and, it, and we go into the work, right, and we talk about things – um, attached to self-love, and I'll even go a little bit further with the intangibles, right? It's doing stuff that you enjoy, and I, I kind of, you know, it kind of applies to me and, and, you know, and I what I went through, but it's doing stuff that you kind of enjoy that's growing you, but you pairing something that's productive with something that is also something you love to do, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel as though if you attach something that you're productive, and it's just doing things out of self-love, right? Like something that I'm not going to brag to Trey about, but within myself, it looks good and it's getting me towards my goal, right? But when we talk about the work, the work is consistent. The work, it, it has to continue to grow, right? You have to show up to work every day. You work in corporate America. We have to show up to work when we go into work, right? When it's time to work, we have to be productive, but we do it in a way where, you know, we we focus our energy into it, right? And that's what I'm saying is that that energy that we put into else, you know, when we talk about self growth, right, we have to pull some of that energy that we put out into the world back into ourselves, right? We have to, you have to be able, you got to understand, and I use this analogy all the time, right? It's like a phone battery, right? About 100% when you, when you wake up. How much do you want to give to people? How much do you want to give to school? How much do you want to delegate to yourself, right? right. When we talk about self growth, you have to now prioritize a little bit more energy that's going into yourself, right? Because the process is a long process. And what I'll tell you is in the process, you got to keep your head down and not look for a finish line because there's no finish line in sight when you start. And you don't know what it will look like when you get to the end, nor do you know when the end is coming. Right. But 
you got to be willing with, within yourself and like, and it goes back to your mindset is you got to be all in on this, right? This is not a half stepping process because now you're going to delegate work to something that you're going to end up failing if you're not all the way in, right? And so the work I would say in an advice given way is to pair something productive with something that you love to do, right? And I will get into a little bit about that, but you know, what does work look like for you when we talk about intangible self-growth and self-love and pairing those together to keep going and not looking up for the finish line? I think that faith and is built into all of that too. Like you have faith, self-growth, self-love and the work that you're all putting in. And I think faith and self-love are combined and they can be formed together because you have to have that faith to start doing that self-love. Like you have to have faith and believe in yourself and you have to love yourself more than somebody else loves you. Because if you don't love yourself, why would somebody else love you more? Right. Yeah. And, and then when you when you have love, then you have the faith in yourself when you're loving yourself. Then that faith turns into work and it just starts piling up and the work turns into self-actualization and you start to build and build and build. All because you have that faith in yourself that you can get through this. And how you said, you always got to think like, no matter what, my work ethic, my work ethic will take me through. Right, and, and I, you just build on that. Well, actually, I'm I'm glad both of you pointed that out, and <clears throat> I want to throw something on that too. Is that um, don't be afraid to try something new. You know, Ooh, especially I like that. I like that. Yeah. especially you know, we all come from athlete backgrounds. We're used to being in a certain box and a level. It's like we don't do other things. This is what we do. This right. is how we do it. Right? right. Don't be afraid to break out of the box. I would say this. If you're really in the low, right? Because I've been there before, you know, nine to five, things like that. It gets monotonous. Right. I don't know if I said the word right, but I'm going to keep going. Yeah, you, know, you, you, you hit it. You hit it. <laughs> Great. So um, if you do have that issue, I would say have three things that you've always wanted to try. Doesn't matter what they are. Something within reason, you know, so don't say I want to go to space. But <laughs> have, have three things within reason. You know what? Put it in space if you really want to. It doesn't matter. I, I'm not going to tell you no. But put three things that you want, then put three things that you're kind of interested in, but you also don't know if that's really something you want to do, right? Right. So that's six things. And then when you get in that low, take that one day off, take a little bit of time out of it, take that weekend off, whatever you have to do, and go try one of them. And you'll be surprised. You know, when I was out there in St. Louis, the first couple months when I was out there, I didn't have anyone around me. I didn't know anyone, right? I did some things I never thought I would do. You know, I went to an art museum, you know, I went to explore a little bit, right? Right. And I always loved art, but I never really went to an art museum. I didn't go to mm-hmm. museums, right? So going to that art museum, you know, pretty much fell in love with the place out of nowhere. I never thought I would, you know. So I, I went up, there right? a couple times throughout the summer and kept going there. There was a nice, cool area around. I didn't know that part of life. I never experienced that part of life. Something as simple as going to a museum, an art museum, right? Perspective. But it gave me such a different perspective. It gave me such a different ability. It's like, you know what? I think I know myself better than I thought I did. Right. And you gave yourself credit. And I think that's a part of the work that, before we get into our stories, that I want to talk about is we've talked about, you know, it's an intangible thing that you're not able to announce. And really, how do you explain that to somebody, right? But you know how hard you've worked, right? And I think one thing that we have to understand is that it is okay to congratulate ourselves right. and still want and still continue to work towards something that we want to do. For example, right? And like 
if for me it was like if I got a, a homework assignment done that I was contemplating and I was just procrastinating on forever, right? I watched thirty minutes of a show, or or something like that, right? right? Take a break. I'll take a break or something like that, something very productive, and then I will go do this or this, you know, some some form of activity, right? That's either productive to you know whether it's physical. Whether it's mental, you know, I got right. a bunch of mental games on my phone. Off something or something. Just anything that could just give you that break to that way you can let your let your brain recharge. Like you said, like your like your body's a battery, your brain's a battery, your being is a battery. So right. throughout that day, you charge your phone. You why don't you charge your brain with things that you enjoy, hobbies you enjoy, things like that that'll get your mind off the serious topics that you have to do. And then, and then, but then we shift into the productive, right? Right. We can understand that. What we're trying to attain is hard. We can't really see it. But if you keep working and you keep noticing, if you keep investing that energy within yourself, right, you'll see self-growth and you'll see that love grow within yourself. And however you want to celebrate that, go ahead and celebrate it. Because I think the one thing that we look for, and it's okay to celebrate that. I, I, I'm i all for it. Right. Because if you don't celebrate yourself, who's going to celebrate you? Just right. like who's exactly. going to love you? Right. Yeah. And... um to throw more into that, you know, a lot of people, you'll ask what their hobbies are. It'd be working out, you know, playing, sports. hanging out with friends, going out to drink, smoking, things like that. And I don't judge you for those hobbies, but I will say those four things are very draining to your physical body. Right. And while those are your hobbies and we all do it and things like that, you need to develop hobbies that don't drain parts of your body. You need to... You need to have hobbies that elevate who you are, whether that's physical, mental, whatever you're working towards. Right. That's why Emotionally, I add things. Just putting you in a better state. And that's why I say things like try have three things that you always wanted to do. Because that part of the curiosity, you know, we're adults. We're not kids anymore. But that part where you start getting curious, you start exploring new things, you almost do feel like a kid again. And it's a great feeling. feeling right? And it's a great temporary feeling. I'm not saying you should always be like that because that's bad. But it's a great temporary feeling. It's a great break on you. And it furthers along your progression. Human beings don't want to be autonomous. Right. They're naturally curious. We're naturally curious people. And we're always going to be like that. Right. So keep yourself stimulated. Right. Every now feed and then. Yeah, you have to feed it. Right. And I think if you pay attention, if you, if you are, you know, in the mindset of going out and doing things or exploring things or doing something, like I said, pairing something you love with something productive, right? And I'll go in and say like this, for example, when, during my process, and we're going to get into our stories here soon, it was, I love to be on the treadmill, right? We, I still do it, right? Yeah, we talking right. about three years after, you know, what happened, but I, I love working out and running and then also love what? War stories and like, yeah. what's the name? So what's the perfect thing to do? I'm working out and I'm getting, you know, I love knowledge. I like attaining knowledge. So I, was, I went to the gym every day, right? Get away from the world. It was just me. Me working out and able to watch something about like the greatest tank battles. And no one knew. I mean, outside of my, you know, immediate circle, right? right but right. it was something that I looked forward to every freaking day because it was my break. Now, right. it was your release. It was my release from the world, right? And I think we kind of need that because then that's that energy that I talk about putting back into ourselves, right? And then you got to be conscious enough. And I think I want to beat this in to be conscious enough about what you're doing within the work, right? Because it could seem productive, but you got to also understand that 
we are trying to attain a goal and this is a goal that nobody is going to see and you don't even know what it looks like but we have to be conscious and knowing that okay this got better right oh i can see this right because i've been doing this and this got this is a full this is a full investment like i said it's the hardest thing i ever did right and so now to you know in the ending of our episode i kind of want to go into self growth for us right we've all probably experienced it in some way shape or form and i want to go to Trey first if you have any story of self growth or anything that you had in along a pathway to lead you towards self actualization which you're still working towards right you know? and for me my biggest like hurdle and struggle that I had through my life was my ankle surgery and I talked about it briefly mm-hmm. in a couple episodes back but that ankle surgery it really it just took everything out of me I hated life like my every with especially when I had my cast on I always felt it was too tight and I couldn't move I couldn't move I couldn't walk I couldn't drive I was basically stuck in the house for most of the time and my family and my friends they did come for me and talk to me and stuff like that but I always felt like I was trapped in a box and I felt like life wasn't getting better life wasn't progressing and how you said like you felt stagnant like I just felt like every day I would go and I would just my ankle would hurt all I would wake up my ankle would hurt I would go to sleep my ankle would hurt like it just made me not want to do anything and I would just lay in bed for days just because I was in excruciating pain and I thought like when will this end like why does my life suck like why did I what did I do to to, for this it. to happen to me right. like what did I do but then I started like it was big for me to start I always always was a sneakerhead but like it was big for me to start like getting more into shoes like really finding out everything about shoes always knowing when like sneakers would drop like getting shoes like selling them off to other people it was just I turned it into a business I turned it into a hobby I turned it into everything and for that little amount of time when I just couldn't do anything I would just make my whole life about shoes and like it just gave me a release from feeling stuck and feeling trapped in that box like it got so bad to the point that I would just like I would hop to my closet and I would go get like three, four boxes of shoes and I'd be just be chilling and I would just put one shoe on because I had I had the cast on so I couldn't right. even wear two shoes. So that was really just hurting me then. I was like, I don't even got two shoes on. It just was a constant reminder, but the shoes got me through it. I would just lay in bed and I would just like have a pair of Jordans on, just laying there just to make it feel like I was doing something, make it feel like I was going somewhere. And I think once I got into that hobby and got more in the shoes, then it really helped me like grow because I was like, okay, maybe it's not that bad. This is just the hurdle that I get o- got to get over. Like God gives everything happens for a reason, and God gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers. Right. Not trying to get biblical, but that's like you can always apply that. Like you will always be able to get through it just by using the sneakers, or it could be anything else. It doesn't have to be sneakers. That's just what works for me. Right, right, right. So hell, um, and I'm glad that you brought that up because, like you know, we breaking the shoes right and not even just turn it into a business, right, but being able to use that in a way where you could flip it into, okay, I can flip my mind to think about it in a certain type of way now, right? Right. It gets you a release from where you're going, right? But we talk about, when we talk about self-growth, right, you're also putting it, that energy back into you by doing something that you love in a productive way, right? right? And that and that's that self-love. And you've always, I feel like you've always had that so mm-hmm. that was always you know since i've known you right right but it was just getting past that temporary hurdle and um you right. know we're still back that i felt like i was stuck in trouble right right so i want you to help you help um any story that you have in terms of self-growth or going towards self-actualization yeah um this is a 
<clears throat> this is a very personal story, honestly. And both none of you guys have ever heard this before, but this is part of the self growth, you know. You know, I gotta be personal and honest with you guys. Um Yeah, when I was growing up, getting to be who I am now and things like that, um I struggled this for most of my childhood and going into my adult life and it's even tough to explain it but the best way to explain it is just i just realized i just wasn't a normal person right it wasn't good it wasn't bad i just understood that like the way my mind worked it just people didn't think like the way i thought a lot of things i would do people didn't do the things that i thought and you know my family members still tell you funny stories that I consider them funny now, like certain things I would do, imagination and things like that. But for a very long time, I hated it. Mm-hmm. I hated myself. I didn't like the fact that I couldn't be normal. I didn't like the fact that I looked at everyone else and thought I wanted to be them, but I couldn't be them mm-hmm. at all. And then obviously I had older brothers and I thought the same way. It's like, man, my older brothers are so normal and I'm not. And you may not know this now, but I had social anxiety growing up oh, yeah, as well. About yeah, right so it was even worse, the fact that it was tough for me to even make friends to begin with. Mm-hmm. So it kind of added on to how I felt about myself, right? And it just carried and carried, and it was such a negative effect on my life, and I just couldn't get control of it. And then at one point, it just I just realized that, one... I, I wasn't going to change, mm-hmm. even if I tried. And I definitely did try growing up, you know. If you ever, for anyone who's listening and you had an elementary school or middle school class, even high school and stuff, yeah, I was a hell of a person to be in the classroom with, honestly, you know. But, and I apologize for that, for sure. But not for sure, but. Definitely believe. But to continue on, it's that one point, one, at some point, I just learned this, like, this is just my life, and I have to do this, and I have to make the most of this. I have to do what I have to do because there's no benefit from just wallowing in how bad I felt, right? Right. So I just slowly learned to accept it, got better and better. And then all along, even up until now, you know, a lot of people look at me and they're just like, man, I, I, I wish I thought like you thought. You know, we'll have deep conversations like, you just think things differently. I wish I was like that, right? And you can't and even I, understand I that. Look, I used to look back at them and it's like, I, I thought I there was something wrong, wrong with me. me. Right. I thought there was something really wrong with me and I hated it. Right. And I learned that whole time it was almost like a superpower that I wasn't acknowledging. Right, it was like, a strength. It was a big strength in my life. And then more and more, you know, some of the people, even from the past, thinking back to the past where I thought it was a negative, it was more of a positive, you know? Like, there are certain things... I mean, now I'm more of a social media and things like that, but I was never that to begin with, especially going into high school and stuff like that. And unfortunately, I still have some of those posted up, so I got to delete those for you. <laughs> <soon. laughs> but, right, when we get yeah, definitely. We'll but, on, but yeah, man, and I look back, and even during those times, a lot of people who looked up to me that I never thought would look up to me. And, you know, in the, I think we really broke it. We really broke it. I had a heart-to-heart with my older brother. Right. And my older brother looked at me and he said, I'm going to be honest, you know, I I wish I was as strong as you. Right. Mm-hmm. And mind you, that's your older brother right. you're talking about. Right. He was like, you know, I'm just so glad that you became the adult that you are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
you're progressing and you're doing such great things and I'm very proud of you as a brother and things like that. I'm looking back at him and it's like, I looked up to you like, and I still do and I still love him and everything, but I never thought he felt that way about me. I always thought, I always thought it was nothing. And that, that was a big pain of mine throughout my life. And now I've gotten so much better and I keep getting better. And that's part of the growth of getting better. And even right now sharing the story, I'm never, I'm not a personal person. Right. And I have to be very close to you to even give you an ounce of being personal. Right. 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 So for me to even say this and to know that this is going out is part of the growth that I'm accepting it. Right. I'm a part of it and I'm happy that I have it now. It's a positive and it's a great thing. And I use it to my advantage in great ways. And it's been a great benefit to my life. Right. And we really appreciate you sharing that with us. That means a lot to us, brother. Very transparent and very vulnerable, but and you you're right, bro. It's, and my my kind my story kind of aligns with y'all. Like y'all kind of know where I'm going with with mine, right? right? So we we've talked, and hell, you were here during this time. But yeah, just to give a, bear with me a little bit. Yeah, bear I, with me. I know, for I know. Sure, it's for tough. Sure, it's sure. gonna be tough. But um, uh, so y'all know, you know, I grew up in a single parent household, three women, got a great relationship with my dad, but he wasn't in the house, right? Right. So a lot of what I've learned was from the feminine side, right? So picked up on a lot of feminine traits. Like, that's all I saw. And North Omaha, you know, I live in a predominantly black, you know, neighborhood, and the, the area I'm in is very tough, very tough. You know, high crime, it's a lot of gang violence, bro. And I picked up on a lot of feminine traits, and, you know, toughness for me wasn't within me. Like, it just never was, right? So... I played football, right? And I thought that, you know, playing football, I was able to do it in ability-wise, but the toughness part, that was just a facade, right, that I had to put on that I went out there with, right? So right. I hated myself a lot growing up because I had a lot of identity issues. A lot, nobody do. My mom never knew. I never let nobody know, right? Mm-hmm. I just put it, I just internalized it. And get to high school, right? I never really, if I'm being honest, I got so much love because of sports and I was, I was excelling in the classroom. That self-love was just, eh, I got it. You know, every, I got it. If I wanted love, it was everywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. Somebody was giving it to me in some form or fashion. So self-love was just on the background. I, I, honestly, I never even thought of it, right? Mm-hmm. And so that filled my need of love. So any void that I felt, I was able to go get. And I'm, I don't mean that in like a braggadocious way, but that was the case. You go to a school, I play quarterback, I excelled in the classroom. I was able to do a lot of things. I get a lot of connections, bro. Like, it was a lot of love coming my way, right? And I felt it, but that was my form. I held on to that, and that was my form of love. Like, that was my form of self-love. It was coming from somebody else, right? And so we transitioned to August and September of 2019. Y'all know at that point I had two surgeries on my leg, right? Right. Football had been taken from me, and I, I mean, I lost myself, bro. For a long time. Three months bad rest. But I mean, in the course of a summer, bro, I think I took Percocet three, four times a day for about three months. So add that up, 300, 400. I mean, it was a numbing pain, bro. And it got to the point where you get to the point where you can't even do anything for yourself. You're really sitting in bed. And you think, I'm thinking like, is this what I want my life to be like, right? Right. And I couldn't change my circumstances, but I had made a promise to myself and I had made a promise to my brother who had committed suicide that I would be well enough within myself. I would never ever get to that point and I will always be a beacon of hope 
for others. Yeah. And I felt like I was failing myself because I wasn't able to do anything and I was feeling low. We get now, let's go to August and September of 2019, bro. I'm coming back from leg surgery. Uh, I'm also dealing with something that I'm not going to discuss on here, but, you know, that was a big thing as well. And then I was in a long-term relationship, right? That had ended. This happened in probably about a week span. Mm -hmm. Three important things to me. We talk about self-love. We talk about football. We talk about something else. We talk about my girlfriend at the time. Like, that was where I was getting my love from. Right. But all of those things were like that, gone. And I'm talking about, it was back to back to back. Hell was there. Yeah. And he remembers every day I would go, before I would go outside, I swear to God, this is a true story. Before I would go out, I would look in the mirror, and I had to make sure that I was cool enough to go out there and give the performance of my life to make sure that people thought I was well enough to, you know, nothing was wrong with me, right? Right. And I would fucking ball, and I, I I hate to cuss, but I mean, I would cry so much. I would lock myself in a room. I would wait till they would go to sleep, and I would go in the bathroom and ball my eyes out, and I couldn't understand why this was happening to me. I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand. I'm like, how does bad things happen to good people, right? Right. So this, I held a lot of resentment to my my uh, my growth, my ex girlfriend at that time, right? And so we're going to just take that element, right? So we go eight months in, and I'm running away from the problem. I mean, anything I can do, whether it's women, whether it's something, I had to fill that void in my life. Because right. this is the, to be honest, I had been spoiled with so much love, and I felt like at a snap of the dime, like, everything was, was gone. gone. Like, and I knew I didn't have it, so I knew I wanted to seek it out anywhere. I don't, get, I don't care where it came from. Somebody, I, was somebody was, I had yeah. to get it. I had to get it. I was like a fiend. Like, I had to go get it because I wasn't looking within myself. I had ran away from the issue so freaking long, bro. We talking about eight, nine months, right? And I ran into a girl. And, like, she, we probably been talking for about a month or so. And I hate to talk about this because it's really not a relationship thing, but this is what started my self-growth. And she looked me in my eyes. We probably been talking a month. We, we, we really didn't know each other like that. Right. And we were sitting there watching a movie. And she was like, you know what, Jordan, I want to tell you something. I'm like, I don't know what she's talking about. I don't know where this is going. Like, everything's been going well. She was like, honestly, I one, I don't think that you're over your ex. And two, I don't think you love yourself. And she was like, it's crazy that I can pick that up real quick. And you know what I did in that moment? I looked in her eyes and I told her, you're absolutely right. And we actually got into talking. It was no, you know, we ended up not working out. But... That is the moment where I'm like, wow, other people gonna see it. And I had ran away from it for so freaking long. And I had neglected myself so long because I had got it my whole entire life and I felt abandoned. So, but I knew, and I talked to my homeboy about this, right? I knew I had to have a change. Like, it, it had to, I had to invest that energy back in myself because I didn't love myself, bro. I'm gonna be honest. I was struggling with identity problems. I'm emotional, I'm emotional black male. Like, that don't mix, right. bro. Like, it don't... Right. It's You're just... Right. A, you just had a whole lot coming at you at the same time. Right. And I think at that time, I had made a commitment. I had got so low, and I would never think... It never got to a suicide point because of the promise I had made, but it got damn near close. Mm-hmm. And I'm so freaking serious, bro. Like, I drove so many times and contemplated, like, bro, I don't want to do this no more, man. And it got to the point where... 
I knew sitting in my bed, wherever I had to go, whatever self-growth I had to do, I don't care where I got to go and how much work it's going to take, wherever the fuck I got to go. It had to be better than where I was at. Right. And that's where the work and my grind came from because I knew where I was headed. I knew where this had ended up for my brother. Right. And I promised myself that I would never get to that point. So then it became about self-love, bro. We talk about self-love. Right. That is uh, right. We start doing things that was productive. We start doing things that and do self-love. Walking with my, you know, with my, you know, tapes of old war stories and stuff like that. I did that every freaking day. Do I still do it? You still do I it. I still do it. We talking about three years in, right? But that was my release from the world, right? And I would talk and I would talk and I I knew that, like I said, I couldn't go back to this place. And it was reoccurring, it was reoccurring. I would talk to my friends about it, but I celebrated small victories within myself because I knew how hard it was to be there, but I had to choose my heart. And my heart was gonna be getting out of that pit, right? Because I knew where it was going. And so my self-love came from taking the things that I enjoyed accepting that I was emotional, being public about it, coming out and being courageous, reaching out to other people like, do you feel this way? And I got warm reception, like, whoa, like, like kind of like how you hey, were talking I'm about. I'm not alone. Like, right. Yeah. And I thought like, bro, I had been hiding this. I've been holding on to this tough image for so long. Like it just, it was just, wasn't me. It was eating at you. It was eating at me for so long. And I think over the course of a couple years, right, we kept doing the same thing. I was choosing different things, bro. It took me a long time, bro. Right. So... And I don't, and before we get into our final thoughts, I would just want to say that we're not doing this to get empathy. I would tell you I'm in the best mental right. and spiritual place in my life. But just keep your head down and keep going. Keep going, man. It just, it just we don't all have it figured out, but just keep going. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, thank you for sharing that. Obviously, mm-hmm. I was with you through During a lot of that. that. And yeah, I've seen it. And obviously, I went through my own thing because, you know, around that time, but I had my knee issues and things like right. that and stuff going on in my life, of course. But, you know, part of these stories, one, it, it does suck. I mean, it's really hard for us to be vulnerable. I'm not going to lie. It is very hard. But part of the reason we're doing this is the fact that, like, We want to give you the keys to actually help your life. And we want this to be meaningful. But also at the same time, I don't want you guys to look at us like we're the all-seeing eye. Right? right? No. I want it to be a group thing as a process. I I eventually want this to be a community where everyone's in that state is like, oh, yeah, I've been there before. This is why I did, you know, I did this, this, and that. You know, everyone's trying to help themselves in good faith. And the best part is, is that... You don't have to be 100% right. Being 100% right, or not being 100% right, doesn't mean you failed. It's the attempt that matters. As long as you're going at it at 100%, doesn't matter if only 25% is right. Right. That's 25 more percent than what you started with. And you just build from there. So I would like to end with, you know, just, just stop being cool and start being honest. Because you are the master's. You are the master of your life, and you need to start acting like it. Right. right. Anything from you, Trey, and uh, i wrapping up and yeah. final thoughts? I mean, big for me through all of this, like, you guys have heard our stories. We are just like you. Everyone is struggling. You have to, one, I think that you should, everybody has somebody that can help them. Right. It, whether it be intangible or tangible, 
something or someone can help you through the struggles that you're going through to realize your self-love, build your faith, have your self-growth, climb up that ladder, get to your destination. And then in the end, you just have to love yourself because if you don't love yourself, who will? Right, right. Well, we thank you for tuning in for this episode. Oh, oh. Let's make sure we get through the, you know, the end of the day stuff. You know, don't forget to like, follow our page. At underscore men the podcast. Correct. There you yeah. go. And then more to come, of course. Um, yeah, man, this has been great. You know, right. let us we know really what you appreciate think. appreciate all the love that you guys have been giving us. We Definitely. really do take that into occasion. All right.